0: Hello, my name is Paul Stevens, editor of Short-Term Rentals, and welcome to episode 21 of the Short-Term Rentals podcast. Today, I'm joined by Erskine Berry and Antanas Perez from City Relay Solutions to discuss their bespoke tech solution drive, the importance of prop tech in property management, and how it will shape the future of real estate moving forward. Hi Erskine and Antanas,
1: how are you both doing and managing with the second lockdown? Hi Paul, uh, we are well, thanks. And um, yeah, generally it's business as usual. Um, obviously, just juggling the the home working again, but um, I'm I'm all well. Um, Antanas, I'll let you speak for, uh, for yep. yourself.
2: Cool. Hey, hey Paul, uh, yeah, we're, we're very well, thanks. Um, yeah, things things have been the same, I guess, from a tech point of view. Like, it doesn't make a big difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's business as usual That's from it. our end. Um.
0: So, uh, um, I'll start with um, Erskine. So, please um, introduce yourself uh, and the role you carry out at City Relay Solutions.
1: Sure. So, I'm commercial director at City Relay Solutions, which is uh, the outsourced operations arm of City Relay and I've been in hospitality for 10 years, five years in uh, specifically in the short industry and my role is focused on identifying new partners for us to work with and establishing relationships and agreeing contracts so much of what I do on the sales side is consultative, um, as we need to work closely with our clients uh, to establish the best operational model for their business and then help them implement it. Fantastic.
0: Uh, And Antana, same question
2: to you, please. Cool. Um, So I'm Head of Product. Um, So I I, I joined uh, City Relay uh, a year ago. And uh, I've been uh, responsible for designing and, and, and developing the, our, our tech solution. So we, we have a, a dev team in, in Lebanon. So I'm, I'm the one designing like, how, how the tech should work, uh, how it should look, etc. And then we have a team that I manage that actually implements what was designed. So they are the ones building it um, yeah, and, and creating the, the tech solution.
0: And and Anas, could you tell us about your bespoke tech solution drive? How is it set up to meet the challenges of managing your portfolio? And what are the benefits of building your software
2: system in-house? So to to give you a a bit of context, um, when I started uh, with C2Relay Solutions uh, a, a year ago, We were massively struggling, uh, as a lot of property managers, uh, like, uh, like I guess, have the same experience, like with scale. So with scale, uh, a lot of the processes that were working very well uh, started to become. Um, I guess very time consuming and, and it, it was it was very hard to manage. So everything was on Google spreadsheet and and, and things it would take a lot of time and, and we would have to double check everything because there, there were mistakes. So that, that was a bit like 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 the context um, when when we we started. Uh, and then we, we started looking around for a solution to manage all these operations and on and, and, and all, all the things inside. So just a, a bit for context, like in, in the short letter and in property management, you, you could split the tech stack in three areas. So you have like the acquisition of new hosts, you have the acquisitions of, of new tenants, and then you have the management of the operations. So that it's like in a way you get, you get a flat, um, then you get a tenant to go to that flat and then you need to manage that experience. And when we were doing the research for the operational side, we found that there were a lot of software for the first two. So to get tenants and to get um, hosts, but there was nothing for the operational side. Like, I don't know, maybe it was not the sexiest um, tech out there. Like, I don't know why, but people were not investing there. So because there was no no solution, we, we had to, to to build it in house um and and, and, and that, that was like i said the the, the beginning of it is um uh, we decided to build it internally because no one was doing it uh, to add to the standard that we needed. Then uh, when when we started building it like like a big advantage we had was that like we were experiencing all those problems ourselves. So the, the traditional dev process you need to go out and find users who have a problem, and you need to understand that problem really well, and then you try to solve the problem, and then you show them and see if you're actually solving that problem. But when you're doing it in house, uh, we we had all that knowledge, uh, like we, we knew what were all the problems, like we see them on a day-to-day basis. We have all the team members who who understand exactly what is happening, so it was it was way easier to to build the solution in in house because we we could very. Like I could understand exactly the problem I needed to solve, I could very quickly get prototypes and iterate with the teams. So I can I can show them like you know for this specific problem like um, uh, I don't like, let let's say we don't know what, where the housekeeping people are at, at, at a specific time. So I can show them a solution that sh- that tells them like this person is in this in this place and they can give me feedback. So building it in house was was way better and faster because we could iterate. Um, in a very easy way.
0: Mm. Uh, Erskine, did you want to come in on that?
1: No, I think um, I think what Antanas mentioned there about having the knowledge in house really was um, was key to to building drive and, um, and and why it's so effective now is because yes, Antanas had access to a range of different people who have been facing daily challenges for a number of years and really, really knew what the, um, what, what the pain points were. And I think, and would say he had some very <laughs> clear feedback, um, over development stages as to, as to what needed to be achieved and, 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 you know, what, what problems needed to be fixed. And um, so hopefully that helped, helped him, you know, shape, shape the software, um, and make, make it what it is today.
0: Okay, and I mean, I guess you've sort of already answered this, but on, on top of that, why did you develop Drive and how does it fit into what you're now trying to achieve with City Relay Solutions? So, Antana, so I'll start with you on that.
2: Um, so, I guess, like, like uh, yeah, the, the first bit was like every property manager, as they grow, they, they face um, like the challenges of scale, of, of, of managing all the information internally. So the the um, like like drive has been very helpful for this bid uh, for uh, City Relay and for the the the, the other clients that, that we have. And uh, so it, it has allow allow us to scale without uh like without first increasing the overhead. So this is something that every property manager faces in, in the industry. If you have let's say more more clients, you need more people managing. With, with the software, you don't have to hire more people. So that, that's, a, that's a first advantage. And, and then on, on the, the second bit is on the visibility. Um, as you scale, it's like, uh, uh, harder to maintain the, the quality of the service. But because we, we have a like great visibility, and, and, and thanks to the software, and we have all, all the data available there, m- maintaining the quality it hasn't been a challenge as, 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 as we scale. So thanks, thanks to this, this tech, we can now offer those same advantages to to our clients, to our other B two B B two B um, yeah clients that we have.
0: And Erskine, would you like to expand on that?
2: Um, yeah, sure. So I think
1: I think in, as well as um, as what Antanas mentions about um, about the quality, the visibility. Um, I think as well uh, the automation um has has made our operation faster and more efficient therefore and therefore from my point of view when we're actually approaching a client and uh, proposing to manage their operations for them the question is you know w- what's our value proposition you know w- what, are, what are we adding and it has enabled us to go beyond simply offering a range of services, which we manage in-house to be able to offer a range of services that sit behind a product actually. And that product is now the platform drive itself. So, so rather than, than selling services, we're now effectively selling a platform solution, which um, we, we lead with, and then, and then the client can choose which services they want to access through that platform so it's really changed the whole um dynamic of of the sales process and and has made it a much more tangible um solution that we offer and has also um as i say brought these efficiencies which mean that we can then pass them on to the client so Um, part of, of what we sell really is, is, is cost saving. And when you're talking scale, yes, being able to pass on efficiencies, being able to, um, effectively onboard, say a portfolio or a new block of 50, 50 apartments, being able to onboard, um, that kind of scale in a very short timeframe via the tech means, um, that we are really adding value. And um, and helping our clients manage their costs um, in a very transparent and um, scalable way. Mm-hmm. So I think you know that that's really it's really helped our you know, City Relay Solutions business proposition go to the next level. And I think in terms of what we're trying to achieve with City Relay Solutions and our growth in in year two, um, if we park the whole COVID thing, is. Um it, it, this is this is going to be you know the the key the key feature to our um growth over the next year and, and beyond and how we can hopefully then move beyond London and into other markets as well because obviously once we've got the model um cracked for London, we can then apply it to other markets and that's gonna help us expand um national and beyond. And staying with you, Askin, um why
0: do you think prop tech is now becoming increasingly important in property management?
1: Well, I've definitely seen, um, a lot more tech now than there was several years ago. Paul, you probably feel the same. I think, um, whereas before it was more operators and some, uh, tech maybe just on the distribution side and channel management, I think now it's becoming a a feature of every element of the the sector, from um, the guest journey um, with tools like Wishbox or through property management, from anything from Breezeway through to NoiseAware, um, uh, through to contactless key solutions. Um, I think really um, what I think operators are finding is tech is obviously cutting costs and helping um, organize uh, data at scale. So it is streamlining operations. It's, um, it's, it's helping improve the guest experience. It's really um, impacting every level of, of property management. And I think it, it, like in any, any other sector uh, or industry at the moment, it's playing an increasingly large role. And I think in specifically for, for property there, I think there are still some gaps there. Um, I think especially on the finance side, which is something uh, Antanas are starting to look at now, because um, that is quite complex for short let uh, management and mm-hmm. distributing and allocating costs and, and revenue between uh, the operator and the landlords. So I think there's still definitely some, some gaps, but I think, um, many of the, of the operational elements um, are now um, seeing technology make a big contribution to, to how they're managed, and you know, ultimately, as I say, yeah, it's, it's cost saving and it's streamlining and it's better data management, transparency, um, and and I think uh, it's just, as has mentioned at the beginning, it 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 just became impossible trying to manage all of these uh, all of the complexity of properties um into into more um controlled um software solutions and um and, and that's what's available now but i think you know the the one thing which is different in, in some ways to, to other in- industries about property and property management is that the uh the risk involved in managing someone's home for instance is considerable and within a home uh and within a guest um stay in that home there are so many different data points uh from the types of uh equipment in the property to the condition they were before a stay to the condition they're in after a stay to the access to the um uh the the capturing of all the data from the guest after their stay the review etc there are so many different um, sources of information, which all need to be uh, managed in, in, in effectively in one ecosystem. Um, that uh, that it's just you know it's, it's amazing how far I think the industry got on the on the Google spreadsheets um, before the tech actually really started to step in and, and do more of the heavy lifting.
0: Mm. Um, and how would you say um, COVID has accelerated certain prop tech? trends in 2020, particularly now with, um, the, the trends that we're seeing, this desire for greater,
1: um, rec- renter flexibility, um, Erskine. Well, I, I really have to speak from, <clears throat> from the, um, from more from the operational side, uh, in terms of my direct experience, but I think anything which can achieve uh, a contactless experience for a guest is, um, very relevant and has been propelled uh, by the COVID situation. So um, I, I think anything whereby a guest can check in and out of a, of a uh, property without having to engage or face-to-face meet um, another person is very relevant. And I think um, what I have seen in terms of um, one or two of our clients who manage Um, not just short lets but also mid and long lets is the tenant experience in general um, is is being um, considered uh, more and more important and how can that relationship be um, managed and I suppose as as well capitalized on throughout the guest or tenants stay within a property be it two nights or two months or two years so um i think more more attention to um offering services to a guest whilst they're in stay um and that would have obviously include covid cleans or um uh, other types of uh covid related services such as food delivery or, or other kind of concierge anything that can help that guest um avoid having to come into contact with other people and help them effectively self isolate um, while they're um, while they're staying here so I think I, I think anything which is um, really helping the guest experience and I'm seeing uh, companies which may have begun as a more traditional um, sort of letting based business now moving into more um, uh, like the tech side of how they manage that guest experience be it via an app or um, similar, which is more bespoke and much more responsive to to what a, what a guest or tenant needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely um, more focused on the in stay experience. Um, beyond that, I don't know, Antanas, you might have picked up more, more broader impacts of COVID outside of outside of the operational level.
2: Yeah. Uh- I think like one of the big uh, trends that that we're going to see now is is like um, you know we had this distinction between short led mid led and, and and long led and I think the the lines are starting to to blur. So like before we had companies just focusing on short lead or long led and and I think the Covid has pushed uh, like organizations to to be able to offer everything within the same within the same um property. Like th- this was something that like started to 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 happen before COVID. So like there were some landlords that had their properties and you know between two long lets, they had a they had a property for two weeks that that was empty. So they they tried to rent it in short let, but it was not really working because the the, the the tech was not there. Um. So it it started to go in that direction, but like now with COVID, like the the um, the tenants like their behavior is completely changing. Uh, and, and yeah, like they want more flexibility. Like they're moving away from from like the they don't need to live next to their office. So it's, it's creating a, a change of behavior that will will make this trend to massively. I guess like yeah, it, it will be the um, I think the, the the future is like no more distinction between short mid and long lead. Uh, and and this is something that like yeah. Companies like long lead companies are not really ready for it. Um, same for short leads. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting what what, what happens in in, in, in that area. Um, some something else that I think I think w- will happen is is the um, like uh, cost reduction for property managers. So ev- everyone is getting super squeezed at the moment with COVID. Everyone is reducing cost uh, like as much as possible. And when things pick up, like I, I don't think they will go back. Like we will all go back to the same place. Uh, we will. I think we'll continue trying to save money, and all the learnings that we got during this this hard times, I think will stay there. So it's it's going to be become very relevant to be able to outsource the operations. It's going to be relevant to have the right tech, so you don't need to hire extra people when you get more 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 bookings. Um, so, yeah, I think those would be the, the two big trends I think will, will, will happen and, and COVID is, is pushing in the direction.
0: I mean, this links pretty neatly with my last question. So, again, I'll open it up to both of you, but um, what do you see now for the future of prop tech uh, and trends that are going to shape the, the real estate industry over
1: the next 12 months, do you believe? Um,
0: Erskine, did you want to start?
1: Sure. Um, well, I think... I think the more we can see um we can see in terms of uh operational um improvements um driven by tech, I think that is going to be um key and I think the uh the increased transparency um so that guests know that they're checking into safe well managed properties and um that whilst they're in the property they're getting exactly the support and services that they require. I think that is going to continue. I think uh, Antanas's point is quite right. Um, Something that's been happening prior to COVID and now has been accelerated is this blurring of the lines between um, long, medium and short lets. And um, we're seeing definitely now estate agents increasingly engaged. um, This is traditional estate agents engaged in um in the medium short let model. And I suppose that you know that that is going to be a, a key um development over the next 12 months if we see some of the major estate agents um off the high street now really um investing in and developing a, a totally flexi letting model um using obviously technology to enable that but effectively really they are the the ultimate um leaders in terms of of property supply on the market um you know most most uh, individuals will approach one of those companies first if they want to do some type of shorter or medium term letting um and then when they find out that that Estate agent can't do it for less than maybe a month or maybe on a weekly basis. Then they might start looking at um, other options like the you know short let and you know, professional short let businesses. So I think <clears throat> seeing a seeing a seeing a major estate agency starting to move into that space is going to be um, potentially a trend. And I think they get a lot of reassurance from the technology um, because it gives them an easier access point into it. Um, and uh, and increasingly there's ability to to um, um, build apis and connections with with their existing software and crm so um i think that could be could be a big next step um and i don't you really think around that
2: yeah i i, I totally I agree with that and, and and something else that is is going to be interesting uh, i think is probably a new, a, new, a new trend is like all of the short led, like all the short led industry right now, is, is a bit like, um, you know, it's, it's like struggling with COVID. Uh, and I think a, a few of the short led players will start to move as well into, into long led uh, or try to, you know, go into mid to the, the mid led. So this is going to bring a lot of innovation in, in, in that area as well. So, like the, you know, the, 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 the long led players are a bit more traditional the experience has been very similar for a lot of years and i think all this all these existing players that w- when they move to a longer or longer term rentals they'll try to improve a lot the experience of the users um so i think yeah we'll see some some interesting um, things in the, in this in this area for the next months
0: well thank you very much for your time Erskine and antennas and i hope you you both enjoyed your time on the short term rentals podcast
1: It was great. Thanks, Paul. Lovely to chat. And um, thank you for giving us the opportunity to come join you.
0: you. And just a reminder that you can follow all of the latest news features and opinions from the global short term rental industry at our short term rentals website and our twice weekly newsletters, which come out every Monday and Thursday. Thank you to everyone for listening and we'll see you next time.